Welcome to the Ministry Story Podcast. Churches have the greatest story on the planet to tell. Let's explore some ways that we can do that with greater effectiveness, impact, and excellence. Welcome to episode number six of the Ministry Story Podcast. Today is Monday, January 24th, 2011. I am David Tonin, your host for these podcasts, and I am recording this from my office today on an unseasonably cold winter morning, I have to tell you. I live, for those of you who don't know, I live right on the Atlantic Ocean, just literally 100 feet from the water's edge, just outside of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And you know what? The weather today, the forecasters, they say much of North America is gripped by what they're calling an Arctic Clipper which is giving us these really nasty cold temperatures all over the place, and it is really windy as well. Um, Here, the temperature is minus 29 degrees Celsius with the wind chill, which, for those of you who are in the U.S., equates to about minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. That's just nasty, nasty cold. So I hope that wherever you are this morning or today, that you're listening to this in a slightly warmer environment. Maybe the weather is better outside, or hopefully at least you're tucked into a cozy spot in your house or your office and or car, maybe even listening to this. Most often, these podcasts will feature a conversation with a leader or expert in a certain field or area that can speak into the lives of church leaders like you. And... They can share a little bit from their experience to help you and and me as well learn to be better communicators of our ministry story. And you know what? I hope that over the last few weeks, the last few episodes, that you've enjoyed what we've had as far as conversations with people like Phil Cook and Greg Atkinson and Guy Richards, and that you've learned something from them or got some insights from them. I have to say, personally, I've been learning a lot as well, and I've really enjoyed the process of recording these podcasts. Today, however, just the way things worked out this week, there's no guest. It's just me. So I hope you're not disappointed. Um, But I do have several great people lined up for the next couple of episodes, the next couple weeks. And so we'll definitely look forward to those conversations as they get, uh, as I manage to hook up with them over, over the distances and record those conversations. Today, however... I did want to share a couple of thoughts with you from my own experiences working with churches and ministries. In our world today, in my personal opinion, your church website is the hub of your ministry story, the hub of your communication strategy or plan. You must ensure that your church website is one of the strongest tools you have, that it's one of the best developed, and that has the strongest foundation from which you can communicate. And I kind of hope that you agree with that assessment. Let's be honest, okay? This is where churches often struggle the most. This is where, if you're, you know, looking at your website from a proper marketing perspective, your website is where you connect with visitors for the very first time. It is your opportunity for first impressions. And as Greg Atkinson mentioned a couple weeks ago on the podcast, He said that he referred to it as your church website being the front door of your church in our culture today. It is where you make your first impression. It's where you tell your story. It's where you represent your church's culture. And hopefully for the person who's a first time visitor, hopefully it's the place where you get to answer their questions. And one of the most frequent questions that I get 
now that I work directly with churches and helping them rebuild their websites or recraft a marketing or communication strategy, uh, a lot of times I'm being asked, so what software do you build your websites on or what software do you recommend that we use as the foundation for our church website? And about four years ago, I started to do a lot of research on platforms. And I did some of this because um, I was looking at what we would use as a platform for the church website for the church that I attend. But I was also looking at working with a couple other clients over the last few years that I wanted to, you know, make sure that I had done my due diligence, right? I wanted to make sure that I was making a good recommendation so that they wouldn't have to revisit things down the road. They wouldn't have to start over from scratch when something better came along. And so I started looking at platforms because the platform or the software is really the foundation of the website. And if you, like when you're building a house, if you build a very strong foundation, then the rest of the structure has a, a much greater integrity or a much better um, stability than if you don't. So now remember, when I started to do this research and the results that I'm going to give you today really come from me looking at things through the eyes of a marketing person, not a designer, not a programmer, not a coding person, strictly through the lens of a marketing person. And this is important to know because when you talk to other professional designers or code people, programmers and the like, they might make slightly different recommendations. But I think once you hear my rationale, you'll understand why I'm giving you the reasons why I chose the platform I chose and why I think it's so strong. So after looking at this from you know, a lot of different angles, I decided that utilizing what's called a content management system or a CMS would be the best tool or best foundation for the greatest number of churches. It's not the right for every church, but it's probably the best platform for the majority of churches, in my opinion. And so what I want you to realize is that what we're trying to do here is accomplish the best marketing results, okay? Not necessarily the best coding results, not necessarily the best graphic design results, although those things are important. At the end of the day, what is the best marketing and management tool. And so I thought a content management system. And you're, you may be saying there, oh my goodness, he's going to start getting all technical with me now. What on earth is he talking about? So let me make this as simple as I possibly can as a marketing guy. A content management system essentially is just this. It's simply just a web-based software. So there's no software that sits on your computer at the end of the day when the website's done. There's no software on your computer. It sits on the web. There's a website address that is sort of the back door or the back end of the structure of the website where you have, you go to that website address, you have a username and password, you log in, and most of the content editing, adding, managing happens in sort of a text-based window, sort of like a word processing environment. So you can add content, you can edit content, you can remove content, you can add pictures, video, and other things all through that one editing platform. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's pretty simple for, for the average end user. You don't have to have a lot of training, which is also important for you as a church leader. 
So I think the other good thing about a content management system is that it allows multiple people in your church to have access to do this as well. So you can assign a number of different people in different ministries. So let's say you had a youth ministry. You could have the youth pastor or somebody in the youth ministry manage the section of content that is their content. And you would give them their own unique username and password. And you can, uh, there are some controls too that they couldn't necessarily edit or add all content to all sections of, of the website. So you would have a little bit of control over their access as well. Now I'm going to try to keep this part of the explanation a little bit tight because when it comes to content management systems, there are many of them. Um, there are ones that are what I would call proprietary um, to a particular developer. So for example, in the church context, there are a lot of um, companies that have designed content management systems. They've done all the programming and they own the, um, the code and manage it all themselves. And it is specifically designed with church ministry in mind. And there's some good sides to that. Don't get me wrong. There are some good ones out there. And, and yet when I look at them, they all seem to have a few um, primary things that really bug me. And so I wouldn't recommend any one church content management system platform. Um, and then there are a lot of other ones that are just web content management, website content management system providers, and they own their own unique code and content platform as a content management system. But what I, when looking at it for the majority of users, I started looking at what are called open source platforms. And basically the end result is, to explain this as simply as possible, is that an open source content management system is one that's developed by a community of developers. So there's the end product, there's no cost to the user. So as you as a church, you don't pay for the software, it's free. And usually it's designed by a bunch of people who have a lot of expertise in coding and have a great interest in having a good, solid end user product. And it usually has a very good, strong and dedicated user community around it that will help maintain it that will help work out bugs and keep it secure and stuff like that. Of the ones that are out there, I mean, and there again are tens, hundreds of open source. Like if you were to do a search in Google for open source content management systems, you would be inundated with a ton of different options. Um, at the end of the day, though, there's probably three that are kind of the core most widely accepted and used with the largest user communities out there. And they are currently WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Now each of these does things a little bit differently. And when it comes to being the most probably program robust ones, um, it's probably Drupal. But then um, probably the widest used one is WordPress or Joomla. And I would say from what I've seen, WordPress is probably the most widely used platform. And that is the one, as it turns out, that I personally would recommend and that I personally, when I'm working on a website for a church or a ministry, it is the one that I default to most often uh, because I think it's the most well-rounded solution for the average church and the average ministry that needs a good quality website for their ministry.
So having chosen WordPress as my favorite of, and like I said, I didn't do this lightly. I did a lot of research after choosing WordPress, landing there as the best solution for the foundational code and programming in a, in a website for a church. I want to give you the top five reasons why I think WordPress is the platform that is best. And um, this isn't like a David Letterman top five. This is actually a serious top five. So I will go in bottom up order. So uh, we'll start with number five and we'll work to number one. And hopefully that'll create a little dialogue and give you something to think about. And again, I'm going to try to keep this relatively tight and uh, as least technical as possible. The number five reason is that the price is right. Open source software has no yearly fees. There is no initial purchase fee. So from a stewardship standpoint from a church, the, the price is right, the cost is good, and the product that you're getting in return for free is excellent, of course. And, you know, there, like I said, there's no software that goes on your computer, so there's nothing for the church to purchase to maintain this and keep it up. And all of that is done within the user community out there that has developed WordPress as an open source content management system. Now, the number four reason is actually tied to the number five. They actually go together quite nicely. And number four is design. WordPress gives you good, even sometimes great design capability. If you have the budget and you can hire a of actual professional graphic designer to do the graphic design elements in the website that lay on top of the WordPress platform, then you can get an amazingly great custom designed site on WordPress. Most churches don't need to go that far and maybe don't have the budget, especially if you're a smaller church, like 300 in size or less, your budget may not enable you to hire a full-time graphic designer to customize the graphics and the and the look of the site that lays on top of WordPress. In that case, there are a lot of what I call what are called premium templates. So there's graphic designers out there that have created sort of uh, templated design based uh, sites that lay on top of WordPress that give you a really nice starter design base. And most of those you can purchase out there for somewhere in the ballpark of about fifty to $150-ish, um, most of them in and around 100 bucks, And it's a one-time fee to buy that template, and you usually get a nice bit of um, support from the user or the developer of that particular template. Um, if you then have a de developer or a marketing person like myself who can then take that uh, premium template and tweak it a little bit with the colors and some of the graphics and bring in some of the pictures and culture of your own church community to personalize the design a little bit, then that makes it a really nice site from a, uh, from a graphic design standpoint. And you can actually, you know, really build in a nice branding into, into a premium template as well. There are, I want to caution you, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of what are called free WordPress website templates out there. And I would caution you to avoid those. And the main reasons are that they're often somewhat inconsistent in their, their coding and their design in the back end, which then conflict creates conflicts with Google and, and can create all kinds of conflicts with plugins and other things. Secondly, 
I've been reading a lot lately where a number of the free templates that are out there for WordPress are often nowadays containing viruses, and you really don't want to have that going on in the back end of your website or creating havoc on your server. It just, but for the sake of spending 50 to 100 bucks for a good premium template, um, it is so worth it over the long haul and it'll save you so much agony and pain that I would highly recommend that at least you start with a custom, or maybe not a custom, but a premium template built for WordPress. And there's tons of providers out there and I could recommend some if you wanted to. So number five and number four, the price is right and the design capability of WordPress really meet up with them being, uh, WordPress being a perfect solution for you as a church trying to be good stewards of your resources and your finances. And I think that's important. Now, from the design standpoint, I'm just going to say this one little thing. I was talking to somebody recently and they said, oh yeah, but I can always tell a WordPress design site. And I, I understand what that's being, what they're saying when they say that, because there are some certain consistencies that you will see in WordPress sites from a design and a, and a navigation standpoint, but those are actually good things. Um, and yes, they make it a little less customized in some results, but they give you good marketing results in the end. And that we'll come back to that in a minute. The number three reason why I would choose WordPress as a platform for churches is that I think that they really are the best for a church and a church community. They have WordPress has a great end user interface. The bottom line is it's really easy to use. Um, at the end of the day, when the website is finished being designed and the content is in and it's online, it is your website, it's your content, it's your information, and you know what? You should be able to manage it. And WordPress gives you that ability. It's as easy, I often say, it's as easy as Microsoft Word. If you can use Microsoft Word, if your team or your management group that's managing the website, if they can use Microsoft Word, they can absolutely use WordPress. And it's just that simple. There's very little training that's required. There's a very small learning curve. Anybody can use WordPress. Number two, it really at the core has a strong structural foundation. And this is all the programming in the back end. And I'm not going to get into the technicalities of it because again, I'm looking at it through the eyes of a marketing person. But here's how I explain it to people who don't understand the web. You know when you're building something with a child out of Lego? With Lego, you have that green or gray base usually that has all the little, um, little notches in it that you snap the Lego pieces into place with. That is your foundation. That is your base. And that essentially is what WordPress gives you. It gives you a solid core base. And then each thing that you could ever dream of doing pretty much with a church website, whether you do it now or it's something you want to add on down the road in the future, it's just like a little Lego piece that you snap into place on top of WordPress. And they're called plugins. And so if you decided down the road, today we don't want to do podcast versions of our church message or of our Sunday sermon, but maybe six months from now you do, then adding that module or that plugin is a, a fairly easy snap-in procedure at, after the fact. So you don't have to go back and rebuild everything. You don't have to have things recoded. It all just snaps into place. So in the end, what WordPress does 
is it gives you great coating and it gives you pretty decent security and overall it gives you awesome functionality. Now, the number one reason why I think you should use WordPress as the platform for your church website is that it is a great marketing platform. And everybody else is going to talk about coding and design, and I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, it's got great search engine optimization capability. And that's a big word or big term, which basically means, can Google find you? If at the end of the day, Google can't find your website, then it's essentially useless. It doesn't matter how pretty or beautiful it is. So other content management systems really fall down in this area from my personal experience. If they have really good coders working with them, they can overcome that. But at the end of the day, WordPress gives you a whole host of tools as a developer or as a, as a manager of the site to make sure that you're resonating, that your site and your church ministry is resonating with Google in a very, very excellent way. Look, at the end of the day, most people come to your website today from a marketing perspective, in a communications perspective, looking for or searching for you as a church by opening up a Google search window, typing in churches in your city or town, and then the question is, is when you do that, does your church website show up in the first two pages of results? And if it doesn't, then you've got a problem. And if it comes in on page, like, let's say, 15 or 20, you're essentially invisible. So for somebody new to a community looking for churches in your community, if your website shows up on page 15, they're never going that far into a Google search result. They're going to go two, maybe three, maybe on a really motivated person four pages in looking for churches, and they're going to explore those sites. They're not going to go in any further than that. So at the end of the day, what I did is I looked at the way most of these content management systems interfaced with Google and WordPress by far and away does it the best. Google just loves the core of the WordPress code and all these great plugins help the developer optimize the site to its maximum capacity. And so, you know, at the end of the day, when it's properly set up and configured, um, you get great marketing results through Google or Yahoo or Bing from a WordPress site. So I hope that this overview really wasn't too technical or too confusing, but you know, it is very, very, very important because there's much more to a website than meets the eye. Graphics is nice, interface and interaction and, and all that is important. But at the end of the day, WordPress gives you the best of all worlds gives you the best capability or capacity in design, gives you the best architecture and coding, and it gives you the best results with Google. And that is really what makes an excellent website in 2011. I know this will probably generate some questions and comments. You're welcome to send them to me directly, david at ministrystory.com, or you can leave a comment at the bottom of the posting of this podcast at ministrystory.com. Thank you. For joining us for today's Ministry Story Podcast. Feel free to post any comments you may have on ministrystory.com. Our podcast theme song is Could This Be the End of the Hiding by The Contact, who can be found at thecontactmusic.com. Please join us every Monday for another inspirational conversation designed to increase ministry effectiveness as we share 
the greatest story ever told.